Oh, panic attack, panic attack. This is Reverend Billy. I'm here at the Earth Riot Radio microphone. The church has stopped shopping in New York City. Love to have you in the church today. The Earth Church, your friendly little Earth Church waiting for you. A little green grotto of radicalism. Hey, hey, we've got a green space in the middle of the East Village called the East River Park. It's along the river there. Beautiful. Lots of hundreds of thousands of people use it every year. It's, it's got a soccer field. It's got forests. It's got a thousand trees. It's wonderful. It's being clear-cut, clear-cut by people who want to make money from it. Real estate people, Wall Street people, they really are mindless, aren't they? They are mindless. They're trying to put a distance between us and the earth. They're trying to put a yardstick there, trying to put some measurement there to keep the earth away. The earth is in a box, and we go over and uh, give it charity money every once in a while. We go, over, we go over and pray on it every once in a while. What do we do? They want the earth to be uh, just another issue among issues. They want to be able to compromise whenever they need to make money. Money, money, money. But no... Our yardstick is made of water. We can't keep the earth away because we are the earth. Yes, you and I. Can you feel that? Those walls, those measurements, those are false. Those dollars, those miles, that's, that's artificial. The earth is everywhere. It's streaming in and out of us. The Trumpian wall, it won't work. The earth is everywhere. The earth is everywhere. It's you and me. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah today. Gifted in Black by Nina Simone. We turn to a remarkable scene that unfolded last night just north of New York City in Nyack, New York, in Rockland County. This is how the Journal News reported it. Quote, 
Activist and educator Angela Davis came to Rockland after all Thursday evening, meeting with North Rockland teens and hundreds of others after a planned school-sponsored event unraveled amidst criticism that she was too radical for the county and its children. The event finally took place at Pilgrim Baptist Church, with 500 people crowded in. There was no prior publicity, a strategic move, organizers said, after the North Rockland School District and then, quietly, St. Thomas Aquinas College in Sparkhill pulled out of hosting the civil rights activists because of protests. When Davis appeared, before she reached the podium, her audience burst into applause and gave her a standing ovation. <laughs> Angela Davis was introduced by North Rockland High School senior Anaya Willis with a student group voice that invited Angela Davis to speak. The fact that we are able to stand and sit here today and fight for what we believe in, even if people are afraid of change, is an amazing thing because it shows that we can overcome anything if we all just put our minds to it. <laughs> Quoting the powerful Angela Davis herself, I'm no longer accepting things I cannot change. I'm changing things I cannot accept. When Angela Davis addressed the packed church, she said she was especially moved by the students' invitation to speak in Rockland County, because it was the longtime home of her dear friend and editor, the late, great novelist Toni Morrison, who wrote the introduction to her biography, which has just been republished in a new edition. Davis talked about her history of activism and her hope for the future. But I think every day about the fact that I am associated with a people who have refused to give up yes. after centuries and centuries. Not only that, not only that, but who have created beauty in the process of struggling.
beautiful Earth. Earth riots raged yesterday as thousands of tree people crossed the Hudson, establishing beachheads along the West Side Highway, planting trees and then disappearing into the Greenwich Village area, uh, uh, apparently taken in by sympathetic local residents. Police are trying to keep the so-called Earthers from reaching the crowds of animal humans. Animal humans are occupying uh, the Great Meadow in Central Park as I speak. Bird people were observed by police landing in the Bronx and west uh, from the Far Rockaways in Brooklyn. Now the mayor has asked the administration in Washington to declare Earthers as terrorists. They want them to say that parents need to keep their children home bird and fish and trees should not be invited into our homes. The tornado uh, storms that have hovered over New Jersey in recent years seem to have given the fish people cover. They seized Liberty Island and Ellis Island late last night. The, the Coast Guard tells us uh, they're having difficulties in approaching the landmarks with their landing vehicles. Now, the refineries on the outskirts of Newark have not been online since a three-pronged attack by bird, fish, and forest people in early April. A reporter invited to tour the facilities found the oil storage tanks covered with rare vines. Experiments in oil reclamation use fossil fuel-eating bacteria. The old power plants are surrounded by armed police. However, the police are in turn surrounded by more citizens some of them in the illegal nature costumes. Now, they were once considered, earthers were once considered an eccentric fringe element in the environmental movement. The earthers' flocks and schools and moving forests briefly seized control of London last month, forcing biosystems over human social systems. This is not a new idea, not a new social observers trace influences to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds and to Edward Abbey's The Monkey Wrench Gang. The problem, officials insist, is the infiltration now of the teachers' union. All biology teachers in high schools are now held in the famous rubber rooms in the school buildings. Natural scientists in the universities are also reporting detentions and interrogations. The Audubon Society and the Natural Resources Defense Council insist that they've never talked to the Earthers. Never. Bird people were, however, uh, photographed on the roof of the Audubon Society's headquarters in downtown New York. Infiltration of environmentalist organizations by the Earthers is widely suspected by the police. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. More than 100 nations have reached a historic agreement to protect the world's oceans following 10 years of negotiations. The High Seas Treaty aims to place 30% of the seas into protected areas by 2030 to safeguard and recuperate marine nature. The agreement was reached after 38 hours of talks at UN headquarters in New York City. In the latest assessment of global marine species, nearly 10% were found to be at risk of extinction. These new protected areas established in the treaty will put limits on how much fishing can take place, the routes of shipping lanes, and exploration activities like deep sea mining. 
Communities around the world emitted more carbon dioxide in 2022 than in any other year on records dating to 1900, a result of air travel rebounding from the pandemic and more cities turning to coal as a low-cost source of power. In India, the average maximum temperature was 29.5 degrees Celsius in February, the highest since India started keeping weather records. India saw a 55% rise in deaths due to extreme heat between 2000 and 2004, and again in 2017 and 2021. Central Appalachian coal miners, including those in the state of Virginia, are over eight times more likely than men in the general population to die from respiratory diseases like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and black lung. Eduardo Mendua an indigenous activist who was fighting to protect Ecuador's Amazon rainforest from oil extraction has been killed by gunmen. The Confederation of Indigenous Nationalities of Ecuador reported the murder. 1,700 environmental activists have been killed in the last 10 years. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has stressed the importance of legal challenges against climate-wrecking corporations like fossil fuel producers, ratcheting up his call for the fight against climate change, this time before the UN's top human rights body. Guterres opened the latest session of the Human Rights Council. He said fossil fuel producers and financial backers must understand crucial truth. Pursuing mega-profits when so many are losing lives and rights is completely unacceptable. New research shows the highly pathogenic avian influenza, also known as H5N1, is killing off unprecedented numbers of mating pairs of bald eagles. Researchers found that just under half of bald eagle nests along coastal Georgia successfully fledged at least one eaglet in 2022. That's 30% below average for the region. Numbers are similarly dire in Florida. More than 6,200 cases of avian flu in wild birds have been reported across the country, but the real number is thought to be much higher. Archaeologists have discovered ancient ice skates made of animal bones in the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region of northwest China. Announcing the incredible find at a recent press conference, researchers said the ancient skates were created from ox and horse bones and are likely to be 3,500 years old. Located at the intersection of China, Mongolia, Kazakhstan, and Kyrgyzstan, Xinjiang is a mountainous region that is widely regarded to be the birthplace of skiing. Cave paintings found in the Altai mountain range and dated to around 10,000 years ago appear to show hunters on skis, while the Altai people who inhabit the area maintain an ancient tradition of handcrafting wooden skis for transport. A brown woodcock has been discovered with white feathers that reflect 30% more light than any other bird known to mankind. The dazzling display is used to communicate in low light, allowing it to be seen in the darkest conditions. In contrast, the superb bird of paradise is famous for its vanta black plumage, which is so extremely black that it absorbs 99.95% of sunlight when faced head-on. The bright feathers of the brown woodcock may give scientists new insights into poorly understood birds that are mainly active during the evening and night, while birds that are active during the day have bright, colorful plumages that most of us know and love, night birds often forego the colors for a more muted appearance. As a result, scientists had believed that they communicated with sounds and chemicals as opposed to bright displays. Although the storms have overwhelmed the state, they have helped ease California's devastating drought. All of the state was experiencing a drought three months ago, but now, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor, more than half the state is out of drought. 
At 10.02 a.m. on August 27, 1883, in Indonesia, the infamous Krakatoa volcano erupted, making what's thought to have been the loudest sound ever. The eruption released a force comparable to a 200-megaton bomb. The blast involved an extreme fluctuation in air pressure, something that within certain ranges is perceived as sound. A barometer reading at a gasworks 100 miles from Krakatoa indicated the eruption at 172 decibels of sound. The human threshold for pain is 130 decibels. Nearer the eruption site, it was the loudest sound ever, tipping 194 decibels, which is the loudest sound that is possible in air, rupturing the eardrums of sailors on a ship 40 miles from the island. The sound could still be heard like cannon fire at a distance of 3,000 miles. The loudest sound since Krakatoa is believed to have been the Tonga eruption in 2022, whose sonic boom was heard all the way in Alaska, 3,850 miles away. Glacier National Park in northern Montana is home to around 50 Canada lynx, more than expected, surprising scientists who recently conducted the first park-wide occupancy survey for the North American cat. The survey reveals the iconic predator resides across most of Glacier's 1,600-square-mile landscape, although at lower densities than in the core of its range further north. And now the sounds of extinction. Australia's rarest bird of prey, the red goshawk, is facing extinction, with Cape York Peninsula now the only place in Queensland known to support breeding populations. Red goshawks have beautiful red and russet striations on their wing and enormous talons. They eat mostly birds, especially parrots and pigeons. They also prey on mammals, reptiles, and large insects. The average female is nearly twice the size of the average male, with this relative size difference making it one of the most dimorphic raptors in the world. Early and late in the day, the red goshawk hunts from concealed perches in the trees. In the middle of the day, they use long transects, quartering through or above the canopy, searching from a high soaring position. They attack by a stealthy glide, direct chase, or may drop swiftly from a great height. The main threats and causes of declines in eastern Australia have been attributed to clearing of forests and woodlands for agriculture, which leads to degradation of remaining habitat, reduced available prey, and reduction in suitable nesting sites. And now, the sound of the red goshawk. Again, I know our audience is uh, anxious to share questions and I'll encourage them to go ahead and start sharing questions through the Q&A feature. Uh, again, we may answer your question during the, the course of the first part of our conversation. So uh, just kind of be, be patient with us and bear with us. Um, so let's start with our first question, Dr. Davis. Uh, the idea of freedom is inspiring, but what does it mean? What is your vision of freedom and how might this freedom be realized? Well, thank you very much. Um, and I would um, first like to say thank you for inviting me. 
to participate in your Black History Month celebration. And I know that um, you're experiencing very difficult times in Texas and in San, San Antonio. Uh, so, you know, let me um, express my solidarity with you as you attempt to address a whole range of, of, of interconnected uh, issues, including climate change and the catastrophe that you're currently experiencing. Um, freedom um, seems like a simple concept. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I read a, a book by uh, Orlando Patterson called Slavery and Social Death uh, some years ago. I've read it a couple of times. I, I've taught it as well. And in that study of, of slavery, he argues that the concept that we know as freedom um, connected with Western notions of democracy and rights uh, uh, can probably be traced to the yearnings of, of an enslaved person who was yearning uh, to be free. Uh, so his argument is that the whole Western notion of freedom uh, more than likely has its origins uh, in the unfreedom of people who have been enslaved. Um, I like the concept of freedom because it can't be defined in a straightforward way. Uh, and my own sense of freedom has expanded and become more capacious uh, as time has passed, I, as I've been involved in various struggles and as I've witnessed that in the very process of struggling for freedom, one becomes aware of dimensions uh, that one has not yet addressed. Uh, you know, I like um, a comment that Toni Morrison made in a, a commencement address. I think it was for Barnard College many years ago. And, and she said, freedom is about freeing someone else. That, that freedom cannot be contained within uh, a paradigm that's that is, is, is individualistic. One cannot be free alone. Freedom is collective. But freedom is about uh, uh, transforming conditions so that communities uh, might uh, uh, be able to live uh, lives that are in more habitable conditions, uh, I would say. storm has finally come the water and the wind now it has begun is this some kind of war the sea won't say a word the weatherman's up for now it has begun the storm has finally come my neighbors in the street it rushes like a stream you're caught in it waist deep what an energized retreat do you think you can compete the hero's tragedy now it has begun the storm has finally come 
the drowning and the dead. Now it has begun. My breath is out of reach. Death makes its final speech. Did this storm come from me? Did this storm come from me? Now I know the truth. The waves break on the roof. Where is my higher ground? It's down there with my town. I'm praying round and round. Am I living to be found? A body in the sound. Running round and round. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. The sea begins to speak. Turn, she says, face me. Now it has begun. Take me to the deep. Take me to the deep. Take me to the deep. And. I'm the Reverend. I'm here to say so long for now. How are you? Angela Davis, thank you for your teaching, bringing us together, concepts of peace and freedom and even beauty, joining with your, your uprising of racial justice and the representation for women. Beautiful Earth is that song that was created by most of the Stop Shopping Choir. Francisco Benitez, Savitri D, Eric Johnson on drums, Kai, Ariella, just a sunder. Shilpa Narayan, thank you for the storm. Savitri D, news from the natural world. Fans of Earth Riot Radio know, know, know about Savitri's reporting. Earth Riot Radio, that, that has the Earth Riot Radio inside the Earth Riot Radio. It's, it's, a, it's a section of a book that we published that Apocalypse, the Earthers, Jason Candler, editor uh, and saxophonist. Brendan Burke on drums. Well, now you can reach us if you want the record with all of our songs, eight of our songs that you hear on Earth Right Radio a lot. Rev Billy, R E V Billy.com. Just ask for the record. We'll find out how to send it to you. Um, and just communicate with us. Here we are at the holiday season. We're kind of. Despite the fact we live in the middle of New York, we are community people. We'd like to be in direct contact with the radio station communities, with the people who download on computers. Please, please have a good, safe, wild weekend. Amen. Earth-a-lou-ya.